Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Everybody and welcome, welcome. If uh, you are watching me and listening to me live, I know we probably shouldn't do that because we live on forever, but just to reference it, we are here at the very beginning of August 2022, which means we're into the second half of the year, which is just blows me away. I think you may be blown away as well. Uh, to catch up on where in the world is your host, uh, I've just come back from four weeks of celebrating the most amazing trip to Greece with my daughter. I spent three weeks with her and then my twin, saw her twin brother, her, my son, joined us for a week as well in Athens. And just to recap about how important it is to enjoy your life. Uh, I'm certainly accustomed to working hard. I've been working hard my entire life. Uh, graduated school early, got A's, thought that that was the way to do it, was a, you know an overachiever, and didn't quite take enough time when I was younger to enjoy my travel and the world. And I'm working on making up for that. And luckily my daughter got this bug. And so we took off for Europe. And one of the things that I want to share with all of you is to impart what the word mom means. You all have one, whether you know her or not, or she's friendly or not. Uh, M-O-M can mean moments of memories. And there's a big difference between my relationship with my mom and my relationship with my daughter. I will share with you that I am grateful beyond words to have both relationships and to truly understand what that is. Uh, I have a couple of stepmoms and adopted moms and just what fairy god moms and just amazing women I've had in my entire life. But when you think about the term relationship, what are you building with people who are closest to you in your life? And the 19-year-old thing, which is how old my kids are, is very interesting because that is the time when little ones like to spread their wings, believe that they're adults and fly off on their own. I know I did. I was 17 when I left the house. And I look at that now and go, wow. And my daughter looked at me and said, mom, I want to spend time with you. Uh, I could start to cry just thinking about this. We are in business together. I don't know many moms and daughters who are in business who could tolerate each other and who don't mind some of the yelling and screaming. Yeah, to be really clear, we are not always lovey-dovey. Sometimes we are at each other's throats, man. I don't know why I can get so mad and vocal with somebody that I love and cherish so much. But partly it's because, as I was trying to put this together in my head, is they're not little anymore. They don't need me to make the decision. Isn't that funny? I'm going to start to cry for those of you watching. They don't need um, me to tell them what to do. In fact, they get very resentful when moms at a certain age tell your kids and they're almost adults what to do. But the transition has been challenging. I'm going to tell you that, uh, wow, sorry about that, guys. Um, I do feel like crying. I look at the pictures and I look at the memories that we just made and I know that they are going to outlast me and that my grandchildren, who I may, may never get to meet, will see those uh, and get to experience that. And so, wow, I can't believe I'm this emotional. I'm so sorry. Or not. Um, I guess it just means a lot to me that when you think about legacy and you think about what you're creating, are you creating something? Are you living every day as though it's your last or as though it, you can allow live forever? Um, I can probably for the rest of my life remember with McKenna 
specific dinners that we had and places that we went and beaches that we went to. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, yet those will be indelibly carved into my memory and hers. Uh, and then when my son joined us, it was spectacular because you get the boy and girl side of this. And now what's very special, and I want all of you not to be impressed with, but to impress upon you the ability to live your life differently than maybe your parents did. My parents never traveled. My parents never left uh, the US. Um, my dad went to the Korean War. When he finally had a chance in his later life to go to Argentina on a business trip, my mother never, she couldn't go, she couldn't leave the house. She was that kind of a stay at home person. And I thought, man, that doesn't seem right. And I remember as soon as I could, I got an airline ticket, a one-way airline ticket to England. And I drew a picture of Europe, actually that direction. I'm starting in England. I said, I got this book called Europe on $20 a day. And I said, I'm gonna go see all these places because one, I thought I was going to be so famous that the paparazzi wouldn't let me go in anonymity. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. And two, I just wanted to see the places that I'd only seen in the movies. I wanted to touch the Parthenon and physically climb the stairs of the Eiffel Tower. I wanted to see the, the clock of London. Um, and I did. I did a lot more than I thought I would. And luckily, I had this amazing book with me. Well, the funny thing is, that was 40 years ago. Now you have this little thing called a cell phone and TripAdvisor and you can, and Google Maps, you can find wherever you are in the world, you can find the best restaurants within a five minute walk, you can find the best deals on hotels. Let me tell you something, my daughter should run a class on how to travel on a budget because this girl got views and hotel rooms at discount prices and it was amazing. And restaurants that were just extraordinary that I would never have found, most people would never have found them. And she's gotten really good at that reading reviews and analyzing reviews and understanding, you know, what's what. So uh, hats off to her, kudos to her. And, you know, for many of you who study with her and I, you get a chance to experience that. But we traveled and, you know, we didn't have anything set. We didn't have a lot of plans set in stone. We had an idea of where we're going. And if you go to my Instagram, you can see some really fun photos. Uh, there's flying dress photos in Santorini. We hired this photographer to do these crazy outlandish photos. Um, we took pictures of the meals that we ate. We did Facebook Lives. And for those of you who are worried about traveling and budget, in today's day and age, if you blog about it, if you teach while you're away, if you do work, there's a portion of the trip that you can legally write off. So now you go, wait, how come I'm not taking that vacation? Don't say you can't afford to. I want you to start telling me what you can't afford to miss. Let me say that again. What you can't afford to miss. And so the kids decided that we have, we have people that we work with around the globe. We're a very international company. We have international students all over the world. And they, are, they left me and went north to Hungary to hang out with the amazing Susanna who helps build my courses. Now they're in Zagreb. They're going to Croatia. Then they're on some sort of boat. Then they're heading over to Italy to see our copywriter and then off to Corfu. Guys, they're 19 years old and they're living a life that I think we all dream of. And they're doing it on a pretty good budget. They're not, you know, mom doesn't pay for this. They make their own money. And, uh, and that's part of the story. How do you get to do this? Because I remember, for me personally, I've always had to struggle for everything I've got. I've always worked. I've always been the breadwinner. And I think that you value what you do if that's the case. I've never had things handed to me. Every once in a while I do, and I don't think I appreciate them as much as the things I work for. I should shift my limiting beliefs and people should shower me with gifts and free hotel rooms. Uh, but you know, who knows? 
All I know is I want to say thank you for all of you who followed us. I also want to give a shout out to Joshua Self. If you follow us uh, through social media, Joshua Self, S-E-L-F, is my beautiful fiance. And he has a powerful, powerful story of being a professional athlete and a bodybuilder and just love and life. It all looked like it was pretty easy for him. Two years ago, he got hit on a motorcycle by a car, shattered his ankle, his back, his ribs, and he spent six months in a wheelchair. Yeah, that kind of destroyed his whole fitness career and his morale, very depressed, very sad, very broken. But he did something that champions do. And I don't care if you want to be a champion in physical or a champion in your business or a champion to your family or even to yourself. He got up while he was still hurt with a crutch and said, when the gym's open after COVID, I'm going back and I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. Wow, that's like me saying I'm off being, I'm going to be Oprah, without a doubt. Now, I've always said that, you know. Um, so maybe we're both on the same path, but he, I watched him get up every morning and go to the gym and be very detailed about his food. How many of us during COVID ate anything that was in the refrigerator? And he got to the Mr. Olympia pageant uh, contest a year later, looked good. And he profoundly lost. He limped on stage. He had no idea how grimaced his face was. I don't think he realized he had to walk barefoot. And he shortly had another surgery right after that. It was pretty bad. It was, it was very sad to watch this beautiful man lose. And uh, he came back and he said, well, I'm, you know, I'm turning 45. I think I should probably quit. This is an interesting thing for us entrepreneurs. When do you quit? When do you push your chips in? Or when do you go just one more time? That is a personal decision for every one of us. But I'm going to share with you that if you make the decision to be successful, to push the envelope or to join a network marketing company and get to the top level or get your residual income, freaking go for it. Stop playing half-assed. And I don't know if I can say that on my radio show, but that's what my recommendation is. If you go full out, you either win or you fail. But if you never really do it, if you just continue to try, you never know how good you are. And as Wayne Gretzky said, the NFL, sorry, the hockey player, professional hockey player, said you certainly miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, and so he found another competition, spent the last six months getting ready for it. And on the 21st of July, he walked on the stage with a big smile on his face. I knew he was in pain, but it didn't matter. It didn't show. And if you go to Joshua Self on Instagram, you can watch him win not only his age category, which is probably pretty easy at 45, but he then entered a category that was based on height and he was competing against guys in their 20s and he won. And so I'm very proud of him. I'm proud of the commitment and I'm grateful for the experience in the front row seat to watch him do that. I'd never been that close to a champion, you know, aside from the things I've won and to really just respect it, honor it, be proud of it and be the cheerleader. So that's what I did. And guys, today he's doing something. Again, if it's live and you're watching, he created a training that is second to none. He is a biomechanic. He deals with resistance curve and strength curve. And a lot of what you see in the gym is people wasting their time. And he's got a course called joshuafitness.com. And I have talked him into doing live Zoom calls. He's doing his first one today, which will be very momentous for him. He's at the studio now putting it all together. He's very excited. And I think I've convinced him to really take his knowledge, his training, his expertise, his motivation, and shower it all over other people. So if you want to get your body in shape, if you want to get your mind in shape, why wouldn't you want to train with a world champion who's won the Arnold, the, the uh, he's got like 18 different titles. It's pretty amazing. All right. So if that's good and you're watching on Facebook, thank you and say hi. I've got Luana and Trisha. Oh my goodness. Trisha is watching. I'll tell you what. Um, 
Trisha Gardner is also one of my role models in life. She and her daughter, her daughter was born with cerebral palsy and that's never stood in her way. She is the most smiling, happy girl I've ever met. And she has certainly fought through numerous surgeries, sitting most of her time in a wheelchair and mostly because her mom is just this extraordinary woman who believes in, in, in her so much. I remember when she won Miss Wheelchair 2019, just what that did for my heart. And, and I just watch her. Some of our worst days are better than some of her best days. And we take this for granted. And when I'm around Trisha and her daughter, Christine, I appreciate life more. And so one of the things that I encourage you to do through my charity work and philanthropy is to find somebody who doesn't have everything that you have, that doesn't have all the things that you take for granted, wherever you are in life, by the way, it doesn't matter. You don't need money to give back. All you need is time. That's what most people want from you. Um, a kid in an orphanage, and we do have them here in the U.S., I've visited them, doesn't have a mom or a dad to wish them a happy birthday or to make sure that they feel special on a special holiday like Christmas. And what happens when a kid is not that loved is they grow up as an unloved adult. And unfortunately, the way our brains are wired is that we tend to repeat patterns. And so why wouldn't you give some of your time and expertise and talent to somebody who just needs you? Get, you know, by the way, you don't get paid for it, but what you get is better than money. What you get is these, these accolades, these, this joy as you watch these children become adults uh, I have a couple of them who have continued to come back and call me auntie and just just love on me in a way that is unlike anything else because they know that you don't have to be there. You're not their real mom. You're not you're not tied by some some bloodline. You're tied because you want to be there. And when people know that they're wanted and know that they're loved, they become amazing human beings. And you're going to meet these human beings. You're going to meet them at the grocery store. You're going to meet them at the hair salon. You're going to meet them as a doctor. The better that we make our society by loving on people and uplifting them, the better we all are. I just think that is just so vitally important. And so I'm going to say hi to Luana and Ashley and Joyce and other people who have joined me today. Today is a solo show. I just felt like coming on and using my platform here in Voice America and iTunes and all the other places that you're listening to me right now to up-level. And when we come back, i got my first break coming up in about one minute. I am going to talk about the power of decision. How do you get things done? And it starts with this. And I, I've taught this training uh, many times and people just love it. And I continue to up the intensity of how important and how quickly it is for you to make decisions, follow through with decisions, not be mamby-pamby. Once you make them, stick to them. Sometimes they're right or wrong. But to harness the power of decision. If you're listening live, please pop in a question that you might have about how decisions affect your life. And as we go off to our first break, I am going to say thank you to my sponsor, which is the amazing fitness company called Spin Gym. For those of you who want to get fit in less than five minutes, whether you're sitting at your desk, whether you're in a wheelchair, whether you're on vacation, wherever you happen to be, or even Joshua used it backstage to warm up with his competition and he won. Spin Gym is a handheld fitness product that I developed uh, about 14 years ago. We've sold over 2 million of them. I still sit as the CEO of that company. I love it. We've got people around the world. It comes in every single color. I've got a green one sitting here on my desk, but if you're listening to the radio, you can't see it. So simply go to www.shopspingym.com and make sure you not only get one for you, because for every age, every fitness level, it's one of the best products I've ever encountered, and I've sold a lot of them on television. 
uh, just make sure that you are staying fit, happy, and healthy. And we'll be right back after this message. Don't go away. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you hate going to the gym but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice of America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired you are listening to the forbes factor to call in with a question or comment please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to forbes at forbesriley.com now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. All right. So today's message is the, the power of a decision. When I was growing up, uh, I think I had a real problem with this. And I've noticed a lot of people have a problem with a decision. It takes them too long. If they're wishy-washy, they'll make it. They'll go back on it. And just to even define what this, this decision thing is, that once you've decided to do something, go all in. See what happens. And you can always, you know, turn around and go do something else. But uh, I'm going to start with six keys. There's six quick keys that I think that will help you harness this power of decision-making. And as I've interviewed lots of millionaires and billionaires, what I've come to understand is they make decisions really fast and they stick to them and they move on and they don't belabor the point. I mean, some of you, decision worrying is also about up there with just worrying things that are not real, left or right, because otherwise you're just going to be stuck in the middle. So let's start with number one. And I would get a pen and write some of these down. I'm a huge note taker. I've got books and books and books of notes 
that some I implement, some I just read later. And so the first one is, I want you to understand the power of making a decision. And this is part of what I'm working with with my mentors right now, is to up this level, because it's a tool that you can use at any moment, that you can change your entire life. I've decided I'm going here. I've decided to leave this person. I've decided I'm finally gonna lose the weight. I've decided I'm gonna stop my podcast. Whatever it is that you've decided, this new decision and the momentum and the energy you put behind it is truly life-changing, okay? You literally change your life the moment you make a new decision. And so as an exercise, which I just did with my mentor, write down a couple of decisions that you'd like to make. You know, when I came home from Greece, I decided that I was going to up my physical level. I missed going to dance class from Pilates, and I've not done that for years. I'm making a decision to do that. And then you have to write the action steps. It's not always just making a decision. But you remember that feeling when you're overwhelmed and you feel like you don't have a choice or when things are happening to you? Well, the way to change that is to make a decision to just stop and say, I've decided to not tolerate this abusive relationship anymore. And once you decide that, write out five action steps and do them. And it's a very quick thing. Decisions are not made over time. They are literally made in the snap of a finger. The quicker you make them, the better you will live your life, okay? And the, if you haven't taken an action, if you don't act on it, then you didn't really make a decision. See how wishy that could be? When you decide the next step is to take actions, like turning the engine on in your car. You don't just sit there with the car idling. You're going to go somewhere. Now, you could go backwards, but you really, really want to be going forward. Put your foot on the gas and what? Go. All right, number two, we need to realize that the hardest step in achieving anything is making that decision. It is making a commitment. And I'm going to say, I talk to a lot of people who say, oh, I have a fear of success. Or I have a fear of failure. You know, you know what you have? You have a fear of commitment that once you've decided to do something and somebody says to you, oh, well, you know, that might not work. As soon as they, if they can do that to you, you have not decided. If an outside force can easily sway you, you have not made a decision. Hmm, it's interesting, right? And the commitment that you put forth on a decision is a lot easier when you decide that you're really gonna succeed. I also like when I decide, decide to succeed to put dates on things to really say, I've committed to do this, come hell or high water. And then you don't get to belabor the question and go, oh, well, well, should I? The time and energy that you do that, you could have accomplished so much more. Anybody want to say, yeah, can I hear a couple of A's out there? I got it, right? Now, what you really want to know is that when you make a decision, this is how you know you've made a decision, you immediately must take that first action step. I've decided that I'm going to Greece. I immediately sat down, picked a date, looked at budgets, got air. I mean, literally in that moment, I didn't say I want to do that. And then, because then it wasn't a decision. It was just a dream. It was a wish. Decide I'm going to go to my Pilates class. Well, there you go. Picked out the, the place I'm going and put three dates that are non-refundable. That's a decision because there are days that I just, you know, can find 50 other things to do besides go exercise, right? All right. Next, number three is make decisions often. This is what millionaires and billionaires do. You know, when you're the CEO of a company, people come to you all day, every day, and you have to decide yes on that, no on that. We're moving forward here. We're backing off on this. We have a budget. That's all executives do. They make decisions all day. The lower tier are people who work for those executives are just being given marching orders. They've decided to listen to somebody else telling them what to do. 
Does that sound good enough for you? I don't know. So the more decisions you make, the better you're going to become at making them. That's It's kind of like a muscle, like exercising. Muscles get stronger with use, and so does your decision-making power. I promise you. You unleash the power right now of making some decisions that you've been putting off, and you won't believe the energy and the excitement that it will create in your life. I only know this because I've lived it, and I've lived both sides of it. I watched when Joshua decided that he was going to compete in Mr. Olympia, everything changed. Everything every day changed. And it was only based on the decision that he was going to go through with it. So how many of you have done that? You know, a couple of you out there as I'm watching and reading who's listening to me today have started in a network marketing company. But you didn't make a real decision. You didn't really say, I'm going to make $10,000 a month with this new company. This is what I'm going to do. Some of you are like, oh, you'd be really nice if maybe that happened. Doesn't work that way, guys. I've decided I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden, your actions will foster your decisions. Ooh. All right, number four. Number four is important. It is to learn from your decisions. Yeah, see, there's no way around it. Times, you're definitely going to fail. Definitely going to screw up. I have definitely launched projects, taken on ideas, gotten into relationships that absolutely failed. Went down like a hot air balloon on fire. And you go, wow, all right. Are you somebody who laments that and talks about that forever? A couple of those I was. When I got financially screwed over on a couple of them, I had a hard time letting them go. Not a good thing. Make a new decision for it. But I constantly have to remind myself of this lesson, which is why I just think it's so very important for you. So you always learn something. And even in the darkest of moments to go, okay, what did I learn about that? Well, I need to be more focused. I need to honor my integrity and my word matters more. I need to have an accountability partner. Because some of us, and I put us in there, aren't the best at decision keepers. We can make them, but we don't keep them. So I want you to not focus on the setback, but really choose to ignite and learn a lesson. And then maybe do what I'm doing. Get in the public and talk about it. You know, okay, guys, I made a decision to X. I launched it, and it didn't work. And here's what I learned about it, because I'll tell you what, a little, little secret between you and I. In 2022, people love vulnerability. When I was growing up in the 1980s, that was, a, that was not a good thing. You did not let them see you sweat. You were perfect. You were dynasty in Dallas. And, but now, being real, raw, authentic, being willing to admit failure is way more of a plus than you would imagine. You know, I'm going to give a, a quick little shout out to one of my students. This was fascinating. She came to my Media Mastery training to learn how to pitch. Well, she's also a woman who about 16 years ago had a liver transplant. Now, there's a life expectancy on any transplant, but there's also a huge win on getting an organ that works that allows you to survive. Well, her decision at that point was that she was going to live long enough to see her daughter graduate. Her daughter was a little baby at the time. Her daughter is now 16 or 17 years old. That was a powerful decision that I think has kept her going. When she met me, however, she hadn't quite fulfilled on the destiny. This, by the way, is why you want a coach, why you want a mentor, why you want somebody who's just not you, sometimes just pushing your buttons. And we got into a conversation about it. This is a very emotional topic and we're in public. We've got 20 other kids in school, 20 other kids, 20 other students in class. And she said that one of the regrets that she has and what she'd been meaning to do is to write a letter to the donor's family. Ooh. Now that means that that family lost a child to an accident unexpectedly so that that person's liver could be then transplanted into her. 16 years later, she never made a decision to do that. She couldn't get, around her, couldn't get her head around it. She wanted to, she didn't. 
but she this was burning a burning desire and so when she made the decision to take my class i think she was hoping that i would be the one to push her and i did and i assigned her this and i'm going to just give her massive kudos for doing it and i said this is your time that you're going to sit down with your accountability partner by the time next class rolls around next week and have written that letter we didn't have to say we sent it but written the letter and what came out of somebody else pushing her to augment the decision that she'd already made she came back the next week with this huge smile on her face and she said i did it but i did it in my own way so okay what does that mean she said i didn't want to just write a letter i wrote a poem oh my goodness she she's and by the way we're going to hear all of this in mastermind in two weeks when she graduates it's pretty powerful and she read the poem that she wrote to the donor's family and it was the most moving thing that you've probably ever heard. And then because the entire class rallied around her, she had the decision and the determination and the desire to send it off to the hospital. Then they read it and they decide if they're going to send it to the donor's family and they have. So it's, we're in the middle of this process. But when I asked her how she felt, she's beaming. She's literally as high as a kite. Now imagine though, she sat with this wishy-washy decision for 16 years. And all of a sudden now she feels lighter and happier. So my question might be to you as you're listening to this right now, is there a decision that you're sitting on that if you haven't made, that you're going, my question to you is, what do you think that's doing to your psyche, to your energy? Make the decision and move on. Let's get going here. It's the smartest thing that you can do. So number five in this list of six decision-making concepts is to stay committed to your decision, but stay flexible to the approach. So in her case, I asked her to write a letter and she decided to write a poem. She did what she said she was going to do as her commitment, but to be flexible is very exciting because once you've decided to be, to be what you're doing, don't get stuck and that's the only way to achieve it. I think that's, that's an old way of doing things. Well, I said I was going to do this and I have to do it this way. No, you said you were going to do it. Can you be a little flexible and malleable so that you, you know, even when you're driving somewhere, you're like, I'm in LA, I've decided to go to New York. You have a couple of different routes that you can take. Uh, you can stop for a couple of days. You have a lot of wherewithal and, and wishiness inside of this decision. But the ultimate is that you decided that you're going to get to that destination point. So I'm hoping that I have ignited in all of you listening right now this desire to decide. Because I'm sure there's, I know, I mean, as I think about it, and I'm not going to admit all of them, there's a couple of things in my head. I'm like, you know, Forbes, you really probably could decide better, make those decisions and move on with it, right? Okay, so you know who you are. All right, the last one, and this is, this is a funky one. So now all of a sudden, all right, Forbes said, I'm going to start making decisions. I'm going to stick to them. I'm going to be a little flexible within them. I'm going to learn from the ones that don't work. But number six, and I love this, is enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy making decisions. Oh my goodness, right? And you, you got to know that at any moment, one decision can change the course of your life. So imagine, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you don't even know the impact of a decision that you make. Now, this is interesting. You ever get cut off on the road? Ever have an airplane that you missed? Are you the person who got all cranky and stamped and, oh, and you just whined about it for the next five days? Or did you make a decision to do something else? Well, you don't know that the plane that you didn't get on or the car ride that you didn't go on might not have ended so good. And so those decisions really could affect your life in ways that you don't even realize. Every moment can be that decision. If you really want your life to be passionate, you're going to need to live with this attitude of expectancy. And I'm deciding to do this. And I'm taking control and I'm not going to let life happen to me. 
It's happening for me, okay? And I really think that those small decisions, I have so many of those. Um, Two nights ago, somebody made me cry again. Um, The decision to allow a friend of my videographers to come to my hotel room to do spin gym with me. That was a decision. My videographer said one night, five years ago, he said, hey, you know, I I know this two-time Arnold bodybuilder. Do you want him to come over and spin gym? I very easily could have said, no, that's not no. But I said, yes, that was a decision, right? And in walks this very fit guy and we work out and, you know, he was nice and all, but a little younger. I didn't really think anything of it. He made a decision at that moment. He decided to the next morning post that picture of the two of us and write a post that said, I hope I get to spend more time with this woman. She's energetic. I love her product and blah, blah, blah. We, I saw that, made a decision to connect with him. And we sort of flirted back and forth over the over Instagram and talked a little bit about who we are and what we're up to. And three months later, he made a decision to get on his motorcycle and drive all the way from Vegas to California to meet with me. Well, guys, that was five years ago, and that's the love of my life. Hmm. All the little decisions that went into that, and I think the most important decision, which I'm thinking about as our anniversary is on the 8th, which is next Monday, he made a decision very early on in our relationship that I was the one for him before I did. And I often say to him, "How did? where did that decision come from? And he's like, I just knew. Like, how did you just know? He said, I did. I knew what I was looking for. I knew what I wanted. And I went for it. And I'm going to say that if he hadn't been that one to push it, I'd be sitting here by myself. So kind of funny what decisions do for you and what encourages you to make them. And they're based on your values, on your integrity, on your level of expectation. And, you know, life is, is an amazing adventure, but not if you sit on the sidelines, okay? So I want you to write down a couple of these decisions. And I love that so many of you are watching. And hi, Jeanette and Kathy and Tay and Tanya and Roxanne. If you're listening to this broadcast live, uh, I've got about a couple of minutes before I go to my very first, uh, my second break. What's some of the decisions? I would love you to share and reach out to us because I think when you take a moment and reflect on where those decisions have gotten you, in fact, it's been said, and I really love this, that where you are right now on so many levels was decided by you five years ago. Hmm, well, that's interesting. So if the decisions that you make right now will affect the future you, spend a little time thinking about what does the future you look like? What is the future you doing? caring about, traveling, earning, not earning, living, writing books. It's today that will affect that. And we were talking the other day in a mastermind of mine about who's your role model. And somebody said something I think is very profound. She said, my role model is the future me. And I don't think I ever thought about it that way. My role model is the future me. Hmm. And in the same vein, you can turn around and you can't do anything about it now, but you can go back and go, wow, five years ago, I made some of these decisions. They were good. They were bad. They were powerful. But recognize a couple of the decisions that you made that got you here. The decision to say yes to Joshua got me here. And it was not an easy one for me. What other decisions have you made? The decision to start my podcast, the decision to start teaching when COVID hit, the decision to, to be available to people through, through you know, coaching and Zoom calls and masterminds and 
that wasn't really in my you know, frame of reference back then, but I made a very powerful decision. I made a couple of decisions that didn't work. I'm not telling you what those are though. Even though Heidi and Wesley and Roxanne want to know, I'm not sharing all of those with you. But my decision right now is to send you guys off to a break from my sponsors because we have the coolest group of sponsors and to thank my entire team over at Voice America for making my weekly broadcast such a wonderful reality. I think we're going on almost 12 years. So guys, we're going to take a quick break. For Facebook, stay right there. I'm not going anywhere. And if you're on Voice America, I will see you guys in just a few minutes. Don't go away. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Everybody, and welcome, welcome back to the last segment here on this amazing, beautiful day. We have spent the first two segments talking about the power of decisions. Uh, where they get you, why you want to make them often. And, and I'll just, I'll reiterate uh, the six steps just in case you were playing along and maybe missed one. Um, I am, oh, I got to find my decision-making paragraph. You know what? I'm, you may have to go back and listen to a replay. Okay, here we go. To remember the power of decisions that it can change your life, to realize that the hardest step is the commitment that you do after the decision. That's what a real decision is about. To make decisions often, to learn from mistakes, to stay committed and a little flexible, and then to enjoy the decision-making process. So now I want to focus on something as a girl that I know all about, and that's being emotional. Um, and being emotional is not necessarily the emotions in business. They're two different things. I think I'm a little emotional. I think as we get older, hormonal, who knows? Oh, we care too much or too empathetic, yeah. 
I could cry. It seems like I can cry at the top of a hat if I think about my my children, my friends, my family. I just I get these overwhelming feelings that it seems to come out of my eyeballs. All right, so let's do a little emotional mastery because too often in business, my entrepreneurs, my students don't act from the part of their brain that gets things done. They act from their what? Their emotions. So I also want you to realize that how you handle a lot of what you deal with is pattern oriented. There's this thing called triggers. And I know I have, a, my kids can trigger all kinds of things. Your, your loved one can trigger, uh, the, the sun, the moon, rain can trigger something. And one of the things that I strive for is to how do you shatter the triggers so that you're not always reacting exactly the same way. Yeah, it gives you a lot more power over your life. Um, and so one, to do that is to identify how you're feeling. People always ask you how you're feeling and what do you say? I'm fine. You know what fine stands for? Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. I'll let you figure out the F. You're not really fine. You just said it. And it's kind of not real. Um, and I would hesitate. You're not also going to tell everybody who asks you how you're doing your entire life story, but you need to check in with you. And I recommend starting doing that in the morning, uh, whether it is an accountability journal and just go, hey, how am I feeling today? What is going on with me? And brain dump a little bit. Get it out of your head, out of your heart, out of your psyche and onto a piece of paper. And one of the greatest trainings that I ever did, and I've gone through lots of seminars and lots of, I, I love courses. I love things that push you and, and grow you to where, bigger than you can imagine. And one of them was to do morning pages. And that was, and you know, I only do these things for a period of time, like diets. I'll go on something for a period of time and then do something else. Where I wrote every morning, three pages. You had to fill a legal pad of three pages of just everything in your head. And even if you just went blah, 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 whatever it happened to be. Because you'd be surprised how much remnant of baloney is running around your head and keeping you from what you said you want to do, the decisions that you made. And by the way, if you're just joining us now, and a couple of you are, the first half of this show is pretty powerful about the art and science of making decisions. So I don't want you to be overloaded with all this. And if you can literally, like a fire hose, get it out, it's like, oh, there's a little bit of calm after that. And then you know what you do with your morning pages? You burn them. Yeah, you don't go back and read them. You just get it out and get it gone. You'd be surprised how many frivolous, useless, self-deprecating and negative thoughts you have running around trying to squish. It's like a bad army trying to kill the good army. Let's get them out and move forward, right? And if something hurt you or you're feeling upset or rejected or angry, write about it. I'm so blah, 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 blah. Get it out. Don't tell your friends. Don't tell your family. Don't even tell your dog. He's not interested either. He just wants to be loved unconditionally. Just write it and throw it away. I got to tell you, there's a funny thing. I did that for like six weeks. At some point, you're like, oh, I got to do this again. And then at some point, I'm like, can I just feel overall better about everything? And then I couldn't wait to just dump all the things that I would have normally complained about onto a piece of paper that nobody ever read, wrote them, and throw them away. And it's like, ooh, that's lighter. It is literally like walking on a scale before you do and just slicing off three pounds. Oh, look at that. I'm three pounds lighter. All right. The next thing is I also want you to acknowledge that you are your emotions. Hmm. But let's just take the ones that serve you. Is it okay to be angry, upset, rejected? Yeah, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. You know, one of the things that we do in hypnosis training was, and I love this, it is see what you see, hear what you're hearing, feel what you're feeling, experience what you're experiencing. And when you tell the brain to do that, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I am feeling this. Because the other crazy thing about life, especially if you hang out with your friends too much, oh, well, it's all going to be fine. It's okay. And they'll pat you on the back. It's like, no, it's not okay. It's, I'm angry about it. Well, then be angry and acknowledge that. 
But again, I don't talk to other people about this. I'm not a big therapy for a person. Just you and your emotions go, you know what? I get it. Because you don't want to make your emotions wrong. If you're feeling dejected and angry, go through it. Be angry. That's part of how we are. Because it's all emotions. As humans, we try to pat you on the head and go, it's going to be fine. Here's a little Ativan or whatever the drugs are. that will just make you feel fine. Have a drink. You'll be fine. That's not acknowledging. That is stuff. That's like stuffing stuff in a closet until it bursts open at some point. If you're angry, be with anger. Experience anger. Talk to the anger. I know. I don't want to get too deep into my philosophies here about how to deal with your emotions, but just acknowledge them. All right. And then when you're happy, acknowledge the happy. Sometimes we don't get to do that because beyond that, you want to look and see why is this emotion in my body? What am I doing with it? And you can change the state of your emotions if you want to. One way that I do it, I turn on the music. I turn it on loud. If you've ever been to any one of my trainings, I invite you guys to come join me on Sunday. Oh my gosh. Come to Pitch Secrets Masterclass on a Sunday and you will see me playing dance music and dancing with our hands in the air. Why are we doing that? Well, because you can physically change your emotional state by changing your physical state. If you jump up and down and go, ha, 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 all of a sudden you laugh. It's hard to, but here's the funny thing. You can't be happy and sad at the same moment. You can't laugh and giggle and smile. You just have to go, okay, and then you have to stop. I have to go be pissed off. I was, I'm not pissed off anymore. I'm, I'm kind of giggling. Hmm. This emotional thing. When you're changing your state, I've done it the opposite way. When we had this woman the other night, we were talking about her liver transplant and writing this letter, and it got very emotional. I played a song that deepened our level of feeling and emotion, and we're all on this Zoom call. We're all just crying. You know why? Because that emotion of, of feeling gratitude and, and depth, and it just felt great to stay in that emotion and to deepen it. I didn't need to start waiting, dancing. We were going through something. Everybody was crying about their own thing, and it was so beautiful. I don't know why in our society when somebody's upset, we literally say, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay, as opposed to really analyzing Oh, I see that you're upset. Let's let's talk about how the depth of the of being upset and what it and you know it's funny because it's like emotions have roads. They come to the end of a road and then they have a fork. So what happens in my trainings? What we do is when you get really emotional, you've broken through some pain. You've remembered some horrible thing that happened to you that you've just let go and you're feeling all of this. I will turn on some crazy happy dance music. And it's funny how it just transitions going, all right, I wrung out the towel and now I'm going to get it wet with something else. And when you come to understand that you can play your emotions like you can play an instrument, that you have some control, life is better. If you sit in depression and sadness for too long, hard to get out of it. But I'm really sad and this is terrible. Turn on the dance music. You know, I did this in the hospital too. I coach a lot of different people on a lot of different levels. And one of my partners, uh, his, um, his dad was dying. Dad, they had seven kids. He was in his late 80s. Now, in your late 80s, have you led a good life? How many years do you think we get on this planet, right? And I said to him, I said, is everybody standing around your dad's bed and crying and being sad? And he said, oh, yeah, it's really so upsetting. I said, do you think the guy in the bed wants to look at his family being that upset as the last thing that he gets to see. And he had this, this moment, he said, oh my gosh. 
And he went and he, first thing he did was he had his mom play one of their favorite songs together, a dance song. And she held his hand and just danced. And I'm sure the other people in the hospital thought, oh, that's kind of crazy. But the guy in the bed, the dad, is now looking at his beautiful bride of, you know, 50 years and smiling. He's the one leaving the party. And then I said, dance. And he was, you know, we, we, he came back the next day and I, it was just so beautiful. He said, we played this upbeat music and we all started to laugh and giggle. I said, isn't that a nicer way to end the party than with everybody just looking maudlin? I know that's a very obscure way to handle life, but give it a try. In your most depressing moments, turn on your happiest song. Even the song Happy, I heard it the other day at the beach. Oh, I'm, you know, you can't not, Pharrell Williams does such a great song with, he does a great deal with the happy song. It's hard not to be happy listening to it and then watching the video and all the people dancing. And yes, things can get crappy and you can get emotional. Don't stay there, okay? When you learn to, by the way, this is my next step. When you learn to manage and maneuver the emotions, you go, okay, I'm depressed now, I'm happy now, I'm the, you get a sense of confidence. You get a sense of control. It literally feels like you're driving the car instead of you're on a train that no matter what happens, you're just going on for the ride. I think most people are on an emotional train ride they become train wrecks and they don't know when to get off or change direction because the train goes in one direction. I got the keys to my emotional car. I can stop, I can go, I can turn the music up loud, I can go left, right. So I'm gonna tell you, get the keys to the car, get off the emotional train because it will make you nuts. If you, you, if you go down that road, you begin to think that you have no choice. And that my friend is the end because that's just not true, okay? All right, when down this emotional mastery, um, the future. This is a funny concept. You only have this moment. What just happened prior is never going to happen again. What's happening next? I don't know. You have this moment. How many of you spend time living in the moment? Actually being very present when you're listening to somebody. Are you on your phone when you're watching TV? Are you actually watching TV? Are you actually doing your work when you're having dinner? Do you have distractions? Are you doing what, you, what you're doing? And when you come to understand the the, the etherealness of tomorrow, it's like you can never put it off tomorrow because there's only ever today. I know, oh, Forbes is getting very heady right now. What is she doing? She's philosophizing. She came back from Greece like Socrates and Aristotle. I am philosophizing <laughs> and I'm having a lot of fun. Um, there's a level of excitement. People always say, you know, is there a word, you should ask your friends this, that people associate with you? Oh man, you're so dynamic. Or when you walk into a room, you're the life of the party. Or God, when he walks in the room, he sucks the life of the room out of the party. Which one are you? Do you know? And do you think that you can change it? Do you have any desire to change it? I love when people say to me, oh Forbes, you know what? You're, you're just so excited. I am. It's a choice. I know that I'm going to talk to people and affect their lives. I know I'm going to see Joshua. I'm going to have dinner with my friend. I love, I love life. Why wouldn't I? That's a decision, guys. I don't think I always had that decision going on, okay? And I think that when there's a level of emotional mastery, everything is just better for you. Okay? Um, I could go on and on. I'm writing a new book. Uh, I'm obsessed with the idea of philosophizing about things that keep us playing small. Uh, I'm almost to the end of my show. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, so a couple of food for thought. One, my next book is coming out um, called The ABCs of Pitching. Pitching is, a, is important in my life. And the more people that I get to express this to and talk to and teach, the happier I am. Because I think pitching 
is just about getting what you want. On my trip, I managed to pitch to get better rooms. We pitched to get upgraded. We pitched to all kinds of things. We pitched every day, all day. I pitching to have somebody help carry my luggage through the streets of, of, of Greece, right? You pitch, you enroll. Not everybody does that. And pitching isn't always about selling. Although you want to think that Forbes is crazy, I took my spin gyms with me. I took a whole boatload of them and I sold spin gyms. I engaged people. I laughed. I got great video. I had just an absolute blast. Well, you got to pitch somebody on a catamaran in the middle of the Mediterranean to be spin gymming with you. You even have to pitch somebody to take a photo of you. And the way in which you enroll people to do things is an art form and it's delicious. So many of you miss this. So what I teach is that when you pitch, I mean, there's a difference between life pitching and business pitching. In life, as a kid, you were a very good pitcher. Every time you wanted something from mom and dad, you knew how to do that, didn't you? If you want something from a, a partner and you're batting your eyes, it's, oh, if you just help me do this. And you've developed all kinds of techniques, but people forget to do that on each other. You have the ability to pitch for what you want. And so often you are settling for just what's available. There's a whole lot more to life that's out there. I, I guarantee and I promise you that. So that's my first thing uh, about always be pitching and the book that's coming out. Uh, the second thing that's very exciting is I'm doing another round of GSD. We're coming to the last two minutes of my show. I'm just gonna do a little sponsorship. GSD with Forbes stands for Get Shit Done. If you go to www.gsd with Forbes, we're having an amazing sale on how to get your ebook and your online course and building your email list and all the things that you need to be in business handled in record time. All right, in the last 60 seconds of my show, I want y'all to just take a big breath and go thank you. No, not to me, thank you. To yourself, to the universe, to whatever spirits that you believe guide you and hold you to be true. Thank you to your partner. Thank you to the dog who hangs out with you. Just thank you. And then I want you to put a big goofy smile on your face. Just come on, no, seriously, I can see you guys. I can see Don and Glendon hiding from a little big, big, big cell. And say, you know what, today is the most blessed day ever. And you know why? Because you don't get yesterday. Tomorrow's not here. This is what you get. So to be happy and joyous. And I want to say thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'm Forbes Riley here for the Forbes Factor, guys. Until next we meet, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.